Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real life issues. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Today's topic is family devotions. I'm your host, Jared Leonard, and I have with me my beautiful wife and co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Hello. And our guests today are Frederick and Gemma Sandberg. Hello. Good evening. Uh, Would you mind, uh, Frederick and Gemma, just share with us the ages of your children? We have three, uh, 12-year-old Oscar, and nine-year-old Patrick, and nearly two-year-old Linnea. So cute. She is cute. (laughs) She looks like her daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Hey, we're excited to to tackle today's topic, which is family devotions. But before we do that, um, I happen to know that you have some big life-changing news um, that we'll actually be announcing here Actually, by the time this drops, we will have announced this news. Um, but share that with us and our listeners and what's happening in your life. Yeah, so the Sandbergs are deciding to leave the Midwest and go to Ireland. And we're going to serve in the local church um, and as missionaries. So hopefully support and uh, be able to grow the gospel in Ireland. Oh, that's amazing. So exciting. Yeah, that is so cool that... And even to I know a little bit more about your journey and those of you listening, I'd encourage you to go and check out. Um, at this point, we will have posted uh, the May 22nd Sunday night service. Uh, we would encourage you to go and check that out on Sailorville Church's website. Um, just really excited for you guys and what God has already has done in and through you guys and and what he will do in the future here as well. Um, well, on with today's topic, though, as, as families, we are often reevaluating kind of what's important. And for those of us with kids at home, the beginning of summer, which is right now for a lot of us, is a great time to reevaluate where our families are spiritually and maybe to come, come up with a plan for the rest of the year. Maybe, maybe you had some plans in January, and now it's time to re-up on that here in the summer. So, um this is a great time to, to come up with a plan for the summer and family devotions for this summer even. So our mission as a church is to see more people become more like Jesus. And we believe that goal is good not only for individuals, but also for families as well. First Thessalonians 4 verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. And sanctification is really just the process of becoming more like Jesus. So... Um, We hope today's topic will help uh, parents and uh, those of us who are trying to parent well and see kids and our families become more like Jesus. Uh, We hope that that helps all of us. Alyssa, you got the first question. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the first question, what have you done as a family and that has worked well? Well, I think the the main thing when we talked about this is being flexible. Mm. Um. Different seasons means different schedules. Um, so we've used opportunities when there was focused quiet time, uh, like being in the car when they're mm. even strapped in so they can't go anywhere. Um, or a captive audience. A captive audience. Very much so. <laughs> or quiet evenings when their intention is present. And, uh, and that and being very, very regular and uh, creating a habit. So, Yeah, definitely creating a habit, whatever season you're in or whatever 
age they are, um, doing something that works for them. So when Frederick referred to being strapped in, that was when the boys attended Ankeny Christian Academy. And oh, so sure. um, leaving at 7.30 in the morning, there, uh-huh. w- there was not a lot of time for family devotion before we went out in the car. So the car time was the perfect time mm. to keep a five-year-old and a seven-year-old yep. um, paying attention to um, the scripture. Um, but that, that season has passed now and we're homeschooling. So um, we are able to have a bit more luxury about mm-hmm. slowly sitting ourselves down and having some family devotion before homeschool begins. Mm. Um, and as well as being flexible I, I th- and have forming habits, I think something that's worked really well for us and for myself to um, ensure we are continuing to do family devotions is just reminding ourselves and reminding the children why we are doing family devotions. Mm-hmm. Um, even this morning, God was laying out on my heart that we just need to go back to who we are, why we've been created, that all things are from God and um, for God. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus is the Logos. He is the purpose for life. Mm-hmm. And so to go through one day and not point our kids to him, we are not reminding them of wh- why they're even here. Mm-hmm. So trying to give them a big vision uh, why every day we're doing this thing (laughs) day in day out is also helpful for keeping an excitement about it yeah i love that i think too you know even with our own kids we've found habits kids love routine yeah so if you say we're gonna do this every day and you start doing it they start reminding you (laughs) at least our (laughs) kids have like hey we didn't do that that you said we were gonna do and (laughs) that's right (laughs) if you know then they kind of help to keep us accountable. That's really great. That's right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so you talked a little bit about some things that have worked. Is there anything that hasn't worked? Maybe you tried a few things. It's like that failed. We're, <laughs> we're, we're not going to ever do that again. Well, and we talked about that, what hasn't worked so well. The, the thing that stood out to me the most is when you try to read through too much scripture mm. and their eyes glaze over, and then at the end, when you say to them, what stood out to you? What do you think God was drawing your attention to? <laughs> they, you've lost them. Yeah. So we They're have... basically as clueless as daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so even like for ourselves, even in my own devotion time, I know God says, slow, slow down and work, work on less scripture and meditate and chew on it so we've applied that same approach to the children so we have no hesitations whatsoever when we do family devotion just to even look at um, one verse Uh, and so right now in our family devotions we're actually working through the um, scripture for memorizing uh, as part of the scholarship for the IRBC camp so that's first Peter chapter one chapter two verses one through eleven I mean that is just amazing that um part of scripture and so we're just sometimes we just look at a few words that make up one of the verses and just pull that apart and what's god saying to us and so it it just keeps their attention so yeah what does not work for us is just volumes of scripture (laughs) so you're not reading the whole Bible in a year program or whatever with your family. No, yeah. not with them. And we will take a chunk. We'll take like a few paragraphs and read that same 
few paragraphs every day, but then mm. just hone in sure. on yeah. one of the verses. So they're sure. just to do a bit of breadth and depth. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Context, you're still keeping it yeah. in context and not yeah. taking anything out, but also zeroing in on something. That's really great. Yeah. Um, we also wondered, how does the spiritual state of your children does that have an effect on how you do family devotions? You know, we've got, obviously we don't think that all of our kids are believers or they're not born that way. <laughs> so, you know, before they come to that decision point, how does that affect or does it affect family devotions? Well, um, we, we know that the word of God is living and active. And so whether they're saved or not saved, it's just, let God do his thing in people's hearts. Yeah. And so um, we come to the word with that expectation that the word is powerful and we all need it whether we're, <laughs> we're saved or not. Mm. Um, and then, um, no, we, we don't look at the spiritual state of the child to um, shape family devotions. We just mm-hmm. follow what we've been taught actually here at Saderville, which is to go through scripture uh, this is a big word for me to say, but exegetically. There so, you go. Um, again, for context mm-hmm. and for understanding why the letter was written in the first place, or if it's Psalms, why the Psalms were written, and we just go through it verse by verse. Uh, we want a structured approach, whether they're believers or not believers. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, whether our children are saved or not saved, and you know, we've had professions of faith, but they're still kids, so we need time right. and to see the fruits. Right. <laughs> but um, we just... Again, I, I thank God that he's placed us here in Saderville because our focus is on the gospel when we do devotions because every road should in Scripture should be leading to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so whether they are um, needing to be evangelized to, <laughs> they need the gospel. Mm-hmm. Or whether they are being discipled, they need the gospel. Mm-hmm. I need the gospel every day. Right. So, um, no, whether they're saved or not does not really dictate too much our approach to devotion time as a family yeah yeah that's good thanks um so both of you you became believers a little bit later in life um and so how did you decide or how did you come to the conclusion of saying oh oh maybe i should be doing family devotions um together how how did you kind of come to that conclusion we just wanted to try and teach the children um ourselves in our family, and um, we uh, we attended some of the summer yeah, during the evenings um, at Sailorville mm-hmm. Sunday evenings. Um, one of the pastors, um, he wasn't from here. I think he was from Soteria, mm-hmm. and um, he talked a lot about how he uses the Psalms to teach his children. Um, but then he said something that was pretty powerful, which is that it's okay for devotion with kids to be kind of messy because. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They don't like to sit still. They don't like to listen. <laughs> they like to talk, start returning answers to about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, they do all these kind of things. But um, we just very encouraged to do that. Yeah. And then obviously the uh, we do the our own personal adult devotions is using the going through the proverbs and the psalms each mm-hmm. and every day and the the proverb tr- proverb of training up a child in the way he should go. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, has always stood out to both of us. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Do you remember about what age your kids were when you started doing family devotions? 
Yeah, so they were about, Oscar was about seven, and Patrick was about five. Okay. So then do you have a recommendation for when our, when other parents should begin family devotions? Is there an age, like, you should wait till they're this old or, or whatever? Yeah, we talked about that. And I think with kids, uh, like you, you mentioned earlier, they like habits. Mm-hmm. They like regularity. And sometimes they actually hate it and they don't want it, but they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they s- do, s- but they do. <laughs> soon enough, they realize that they do. Yes. Um, and we, we just found that we, we probably could have started earlier uh, in, in, in the small bite-sized mm-hmm. chunks, because if you plant the seeds of a habit, mm-hmm. then a repeated action becomes a habit. Right. And when you do a habit, the definition of a habit is when you do it without even thinking. So Yeah. Yeah, Gemma. Yeah. Um, yeah, that uh, teaching night at one Saterville night was just so liberating for me because mm-hmm. of my perfectionist mentality. I didn't think we could start doing mm-hmm. family devotions until our boys were older, until they could sit still. And mm-hmm. it was just so liberating to hear, no, you don't need to wait for that. You just just start. Yeah. And so um, now that we have the toddler, now we do family devotions with her roaming mm-hmm. around. And um, that that can make it a challenge on some mm-hmm. days, but we just include that in our prayer. Before we start family devotion and we pray in, I tell the boys, right, get your hearts quiet, put your distractions away from you. Then we'll also say, oh God, please <laughs> help help us with Linnea. Help her be calm while we are having this time with you. Sure. So we just bring her in in that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but she knows something is going on. She's not two years old yet, but mm-hmm. she knows something is going on. Mm-hmm. And even at that stage, I think she's getting a vision for there's more to life than what meets the eye. My family are doing something every day, talking about God, talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. and I just want those seeds sown in her because we did come to know the Lord at such a late stage in life, and I hadn't heard the gospel until I was 37. So um, I want to take that part of our story and use it to serve our children and have a passion for getting the word of God into them and truth into them and mm-hmm. as kids know what the gospel is and to be able to articulate that to others. And so it's just such a privilege that God has chosen that for these children to grow up in a home where there is the gospel and an understanding that the Bible is revelation from God. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say don't hold back. Just yeah. from whatever age, just let them hear those words yeah. <laughs> from God. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I've told other parents too like that even even if they're young and there's not much they're getting into it, you're creating a habit for yourself. Yeah. And it's way easier <laughs> yeah. to do family devotions with your kids as they get older if you've already started the pattern yourself to be reading something with your kids. Yeah. Um, and, and if and yeah. if they are younger, I, I remember when our daughters were really young, we would just get like the the Jesus storybook bible or something more on their level and yeah. just read mm-hmm. a page or yeah. or a story out of that each evening mm-hmm. um and it you know nothing crazy but something that's more on their level that they enjoy and makes sense to them and it's yeah. it's even fun and enjoyable and there wasn't a lot of discussion but it was habit forming yeah right. like you said we we created a habit for them and for us right and it, yeah and it's uh, most a lot of people read it a, a bedtime story of some sort anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we just said, we're going to read a Bible bedtime story instead. Yeah. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. that's one, one thing that we haven't done it perfectly or maybe as often as we should, but 
um, certainly helped us when we had younger, younger kids. So you have um, some older kids kind of going into middle school and things here. So um, what do you believe would be a good age to encourage kids to begin doing devo- devotions on their own um, versus just depending on that family devotion time, encouraging them, especially if they are believers, hey, you can start doing some of these things on your own. Yeah, I can answer that one. <laughs> um <clears throat> I, uh, well, I don't know a definite age, but what I'm kind of passionate about is the child understanding what is taking place when they're opening that book, that Mm -hmm. they are not just reading any other book, that they are spending time with Christ. Mm. And um, I want them to own that experience. And so our two boys, ages nine and 12, are able to grasp what's going on, that when we come to the Word of God, we are interacting Mm -hmm. (laughs) with our Maker, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a conversation. And so it's really only been in the last year I felt that they are at that place. And everything that, again, the habit, everything that we do in our family devotions, I then say, now you go off and practice being alone, having alone time with God yourselves, so they know to quieten their hearts and put their distractions away from them and mm. to pray and ask God to help them understand his word and make something stand out to them and yeah. what what and ask Jesus to give them something for that day that they need and then they know that at the end of their reading time we ask them to read a psalm and a proverb every morning then we we ask them to pray it back to God mm. what God has sh- shown them so um I don't know if there's a, a definite age, but I just have seen maturity in our boys, and um, I think they're ready to own that encounter with God every day, and that's that really means a lot to me for them to grasp that <laughs> they're not yeah. just sitting with a book. Right. They're sitting with the author of the book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that answer because what you said is you've modeled this for them and done yeah. it with them, alongside yeah. of them, and taught them, and then you say... Yeah. Now you try this. Absolutely. It's not you're on your own, you know, go read your Bible. It's we've practiced this. This is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. You understand. I've talked you through it. I've modeled it. You've seen me do this. And now you can do this. You're, you've empowered them. You, you've taught them. You're discipling them. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There is, I mean, you can't do that with a two-year-old though. So there is a little bit of, you know, maybe late elementary, early middle school. Mm -hmm. um, If you're a parent and listening to this, most late elementary, early middle school students can do this. Mm -hmm. They they can and can comprehend, they can read. Um, And so model that for them and then empower them, challenge them Mm -hmm. to do that on their own and don't just hold their hand all the way through high school and then wonder why they're not doing devotions on their own when they leave your home right? Um, because they never did it on their own. You never challenged them maybe to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's really cool. Any other practical tips that you have for us or to share with our, our families at Sailorville? Well, I can list a few things. <laughs> you go for I don't it. want to steal all the airtime. I'll be over there, but can I share a few things? Your Irish accent is much nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, I guess um, 
again with the age that our children are at, not the toddler, of course, but the right. 12-year-old and the 9-year-old, yeah. we all sit for family devotions with a copy of God's Word each. Mm-hmm. And I make them read along. Oh, yeah. Um, and look at the words. Because I want to, like that, teach them how to be in the Word mm-hmm. and how to engage with that text. So I find it helpful if we all have our own copies and then I'll say, here, did you see that word in verse 8 or whatever? And then they like have to go looking for that word that mommy's yeah. mentioned. So it just helps them dive into the text. I don't want them to be intimidated by right. scripture. Right. Yeah. So uh, a personal copy each of the Bible. And then since we started Family Devotions, I think choosing which books we do, um, just being aware that it's the kids and yeah. what might um, kind of be engaging for them. And mm-hmm. so we have gone through several of the Gospels, mm-hmm. um, which is just, you know, Pastor Pat has said, everyone should go to the Gospels, you know, and never be too far away from the Gospel. Keep keep coming back to the Gospels. We've also gone through um, First and Second Kings because it's oh. action and adventure great for, for two boys. boys. Yes. Especially for boys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they absolutely loved that. And um, they learned a lot about the history of how Israel split. And, but then it was, was fantastic because then that time in family devotions ended with looking at the one and only king who was perfect. And they had a real um, contrast between all those kings then with Jesus. And they, they could see just the brilliance, the magnificence of Christ. Yeah. in comparison mm, so just cool. just being um thoughtful and intentional about what books to <laughs> to go through with your kids yeah um, and then like as i say keep it small even uh, really dive deeply into one verse and mm-hmm. ask them like what does that word mean so they don't get lazy they mm-hmm. have to look at words and tell me what those words mean um and then I also try to use things in their life to help them understand spiritual truths. Just like the Bible is filled with picture meanings for things, I enter their world of karate and Legos and yeah. <laughs> all of that. And I try to use things in their world to say, this is you know, an example of what God is saying here. Mm. And, and I think another thing is for especially other husbands who are working and not around when you're doing family devotions in the mm. morning, one of the things that we try and do is to stay in touch reasonably <laughs> so that I know what's what's being talked about in devotion. Oh. And then the area that I like to work with them on is how you apply that being out and about yeah. in, in regular life, um, trying to take it from the book into real life. And that's something that I really encourage all, whether it's a working mom or work, working dad, who's not present during devotion, is to know what's being talked about and then find other ways of applying it mm-hmm. that's great yeah yeah that's really good yeah any other practical tips or maybe even resources that you've used um that that have been helpful yeah i think the one main thing with kids is well adults too is we want to try and make it fun and um so good christian music um, can be a form of worshiping and we're trying to create mm-hmm. righteous worshipers of God and um, sometimes using music, cranking it up loud and letting them <laughs> let it, letting them have fun uh, makes devotion fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also think that there are some good um, 
films and those ca- types of things that can be used in a kind of devotional type way. And the, mm-hmm. the only one that I, we talked when we there was two that we talked about that really stood out to us. One is as uh, a fantastic cartoon version of the Pilgrim's Progress, mm. um, which I recommend to anyone. And um, then also, believe it or not, uh, there's no limits to Lego, but there's actually <laughs> a Lego brick film that goes through the Bible and actually goes through <laughs> chapters of the Bible. Get oh out! Yes. In, in pre- I've seen that. It's crazy. And That's it's actually, awesome. And obviously, the fear is always this is going to be non-scriptural. This uh-huh. is going to be deviating, but it's actually very accurate and very reflective of the Word of God. So That's so cool. So it's just other ways of creating the pictures in the minds of the children. So yeah, there there are so many resources, but as parents, we need to be discerning for sure, uh, which you have, which is awesome. Um, but there are a lot of resources available mm-hmm. um, to us these days. Uh, so sometimes it's just getting started, you know, as a parent and seeking out some of those resources that are available to us and are really helpful and work mm-hmm. for our family. Yeah. Or ask somebody else what they're using. That's yeah. Good way to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, too, um, riding in the car and using that time. Were there resources that you used while you were in the car for family devotion type of thing? Yeah, so um, we just used the U version of the Bible and just played oh, the yeah. Psalm and the Proverb uh, so that I could concentrate on the road right. and they wouldn't get car sick. <laughs> and it was just, it was the start of the family devotion journey sure. and it, it was just wonderful because boys don't sit still but mm-hmm. he just had their attention so much yeah <laughs> and it took 20 minutes to get to uh, school so that was just a perfect length of time for family devotion and I, I just felt that it set them up for the day yeah for being out out in the world and mm-hmm. oh yeah that was so good so oh that's great easy yeah. <laughs> it's free yeah, yeah. We, one, one other resource, parents, if you're listening, a lot of you are aware is Keys for Kids. It's a great, um, not only a good thing to, you could read through with your family, with your kids, um, but also you could encourage your kids to do something like that on their own. Um, that's, that's a resource that we have available here at the church as well. You can pick up a copy or you just go online um, if they have any sort of, uh, if you have a phone or a tablet, which most mm-hmm. parents and or kids have these days, mm-hmm. you can use those uh, resources as well. And there's an audio version to that too. Yeah. You can listen yeah, to Yeah, you it. could listen to it on, mm-hmm. on the way to school. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening, listeners, uh, to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. A special thanks to Frederick and Gemma. Thank you so much, uh, guys. We've been trying to make this happen for <laughs> months and yeah. they've been very busy and obviously... Uh, working toward heading out and shipping out here to be missionaries, which is super exciting. Thanks. We did it. We did it. We We squeezed them in before they got out of here. Um, Again, as always, we'll provide some further resources that relate to today's topic um, in the show notes here. So check those out for yourselves. And make sure you join us next month, uh, early on in the month of July. We plan to record a podcast Uh, entitled A Conversation About Foster Care. So be looking for that. We're looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us, everyone.